Welcome to the Future Hero Podcast. My name is Baxter. Thank you for pressing play. Before I start off with the music today, I want to make a request for your music. I know a lot of musicians are listening to this. I can see in my follows on SoundCloud. And if you're one of those, uh, I would love to hear your stuff. I don't know if I can use it or not. You can, If you listen to the other episodes, you might get a sense of of what goes uh, with what I do, but I would love to hear it. And I've been getting a lot of requests, and I want to acknowledge this, for more of the meditations that I did, sort of the the softer voice, Baxter. But I uh, could use more music to make those. I've got some lined up, but I could really use it. I love ambient music, and I love to feature it. And it's a, it's a genre that I really think uh, I would love to help support. So if you make that kind of music, that would be even better. You can reach out to me on my SoundCloud, Future Hero Podcast, or you can write me at Baxter, B-A-X-T-E-R, at futureheropodcast.com. Again, thanks for pressing play, and let's get on with it. As I mentioned, I come in peace, and today I actually just want to hang out and move with you. And I don't know what you've got planned for this podcast or what you're doing already, but I just feel like being in movement with you. So I don't know if like you're driving or cleaning the house or wrapping hoops or whatever you're doing, but this podcast, I kind of want us to go on a journey together, a walk, you know, a run. I don't know if you've ever been at one of those points in your life where you know you need to make a transition. Like, you can just tell, man. You just, you need to make a transition. That's what I want to do. It's what I want to do in my own life right now, and it's what I want to do in this podcast right now. I want us to talk about that transition and talk about getting excited about it instead of dreading it, getting jazzed about it. And I've got Collier Scintilla someone I do actually know uh, in the background. Look, I know you know this, but uh, just let me remind you as you're, as the voice in your ear right now that the transition is going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. Uh, the struggle and even if you don't even wind up in the space you're trying to transition into, that it's going to be good. That transitions, they answer questions, you know? I mean, I think that, you know, you, you hear all these stories from older folk, but sort of the, the haunt is the unanswered question. And there are some moments in your life where there are just certain questions that have to be asked. And, and sometimes the only way that you can find those answers is to seek them and to go after them and, and more importantly be willing to uproot to be willing to undo to disentangle and seek out new growth
I think that there are, I'm sure there's more than this, but today I want to talk about, there's five abilities that we all have, and we, like any ability, we have varying degrees of strength in them, like just within ourselves and compared to other people, and, but we have these five abilities, and as crazy as it sounds, I think sometimes not only do we deny building these abilities, we actually forget that we even have them. And so if you'll indulge me, I got some dope-ass music. I just kind of want us to, as we prepare for this transition, to to talk about these five abilities and, and maybe stimulate your brain a little bit so that maybe you won't even be listening to what I said, but you'll be in the space of opening these abilities. Again, the music is Kalia Scintilla. Kalia Scintilla, this is an old mix that he put up in uh, 2012, actually. Well, the first ability that I want to talk about is the ability to connect. The ability to connect. I'm going to talk about five abilities. The ability to connect. The ability to create action. The ability to problem solve and analyze. The ability to imagine and reflect. And then we're going to end with the ability to communicate. The first ability, I think, is one of the most special ones. And it's one of the ones that really makes human consciousness such a mystery and such a special thing and that is connection and we as human beings and I don't know if it's exclusive to us but we as human beings have this amazing ability to connect like we can you know we're amphibious and we can literally touch so many different surfaces and, and be in so many different environments and connect and we can be the one constancy in all of these different environments and feel our connection to them and that helps us find out who we are and so it's really cool that we have this ability that we can if, if we're aware of it that we can go to out into nature, into spaces, and connect with it. Like, not just connect in some sort of spiritual way, or at least uh, in some sort of esoteric way, but we can go and connect and, like, work the land and thrive with it. course that's just one level of connection of course but we can connect to ideas we can connect to the spirit of ideas some people believe that we can connect to spirit that we can connect to the plight of another person and we can through that connection develop and hone our empathy maybe probably more realistically we can allow our empathy because to be honest and 
I, I actually feel like we don't allow empathy more than we have to force it. I think that many of us have been conditioned to remain somewhat cold so as to be protected from something. But when we allow that empathy to happen, uh, we develop and hone this ability to connect. To connect, and it's a, it's a beautiful bridge because it, the thing about connection and why this ability is so important to us is that no matter what we're connecting, it's a bridge. It's an energetic bridge that there is energy passing from you to it and it to you. You know, and, and, and sometimes it's like neural pathways just, just firing so quickly back and forth. And, and many, many times, what that energy that's going back and forth, this, this transmission back and forth between you and whatever the thing it is that you're connecting to, that it is bringing things that you're noticing that we could call verbal because you've noticed them, your thoughts have put words to them. But it's also, commu- it's also delivering and sending and, and receiving from you nonverbal. And I think sometimes uh, we don't realize the, it, it, like, the nonverbal are like micronutrients that maybe we, we're not aware that we're even consuming, but they're very good for us. And, and this is one of the reasons why, like, when people uh, are just feeling like they don't need to connect or they don't want to connect, this is a point that I always try to bring up, is that we're not absolutely sure all the time exactly what we're receiving from our connection to something. And it is very, very possible that we are receiving these sort of non-verbal things that are nutrients for us. <laughs> right? This track is called Wap Shanti. It's perfect. It's through connection that we collect data. And one of the reasons, one of the things I want to emphasize is that I want to talk about the, this ability to connect more so than what the connections are. Because if you think, if you can separate the ability from the connections made, then you can grow and heighten the ability so that you can connect to more things and that the things you connect to uh, already that you can connect to them uh, perhaps more authentically the more that you can connect the more that you can tap in the more data you get from every moment from every breath, the more connected that we are to physical and the ethereal and to all the different realms, the, the more connected we are to that, the more data we're getting. 
sometimes when we're in a transition without an answer, it can be good to point the direction of your connecting, your connecting efforts, to point them in some other direction. Like, you know, it, it's, it's interesting, but sometimes like when people really need to find a job, they don't have really any success with it until they start some sort of movement practice. You know, or they, they start going to, uh, you know, to some sort of social enrichment activity like ecstatic dance or you know, some positive festival. Sometimes we forget that there, that there might be unknown connections. And if we heighten our ability to connect, then we are much more likely to find what are these as yet unknown connections to be made. And suddenly, that answer, that courage, that inspiration is a bridge. The next ability that I think is so important as we make our movement, our transition here, that's so important is that we have the ability to create action. And we have the ability to create a lot of action. We forget that sometimes, I think. I think sometimes we forget that we can do something. When I make these podcasts, I, I try to imagine every single situation that anybody could be in that when they hear what I'm saying they could get something out of it and I am sure that perhaps there's someone that could listen to this podcast that actually is in some sort of situation like they're paralyzed from the face down and they really can't create action in this physical sense but even for that person, they can create mental action. And so while I'm really thinking about creating actual action, that action is not limited to just physical motion. But we can create and sometimes action and we forget that sometimes and we we find ourselves like waiting for something to happen waiting for us to blow up waiting for per- the person to, to to discover us but we can create action we can put ourselves out there and to be honest every transition needs action Knowing how to take that action, I get it, it's, it's tricky, because when you're transitioning, especially if you don't know where you're going, then you're not even sure where to put this action, even if you know that you've got the ability. But I want to talk again about the ability itself, and not so much about, you know, what is create, what, like, where the movement leads you. 
instead just the ability to create action. And so what I mean by this is that you can work on the ability without really knowing all the places to point that that action. By this I mean like you know you need a transition. You know that you feel stale in something. But you don't know should you go back to school? Should you totally switch careers? Should you move somewhere? And so you sit in this analysis of your situation that creates, you know, that old expression paralysis by analysis. And what I'm suggesting to work on the ability of creating action is just to create small actions in your life. You know, like start to care about your yard. I don't know. <laughs> Buy a plant. Take a class. You know, create an action. Start uh, cleaning up on a regular basis. I don't know. But the ability to create action is what we're talking about, not necessarily the profundity of each action and the full impact of each action. And most of the walks that we take in life, they do not require big leaps. They just require steady, small steps. music great this is called a scintilla this is some older stuff he's got a uh, he's got a new i mean relatively new uh ep i guess you would say release i don't know if it's an ep it's it's pretty long to me it's like i think six tracks or something it's beautiful it's on his soundcloud check it out he's also on Bandcamp, and i'm sure you can get him everywhere The thing about the reason I keep making these points about small steps, and I know that sounds so what about Bobby, but it's like every step. Oh gosh, I, 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 okay, I'll just accept this. That I'm about to say every cliche in the world, but every step that forward, well, really any direction, but definitely forward, create momentum. They create momentum. And momentum has this weird relationship with confidence. And I have some theories about this, but it's too, it would take too long to go into all of them. But with momentum comes a certain sense of confidence. And confidence is so key in making your way into the transition, whatever you're going into, to make that from career or from identity or whatever you are that it confidence momentum helps it propels you through resistance and confidence helps carry you keeps you um, keeps your eyes on the prize as it were and it, and it actually makes things easier 
And the confidence, what I've noticed is that it's self-building. We're not talking about doing confidence exercises or anything like that. But just for some reason, when people have momentum going, they also have a lot of confidence. And I think some people mistake the confidence for being the being like the, the confidence is caused by the momentum the momentum is not caused by the confidence once it's established you know it's like starting a car like once the engine is running then yes the engine is giving back to the battery and the battery to the engine but it's not the confidence that starts the car it's the momentum or at least in my example it's the momentum so these small steps, they build momentum, and with that momentum come confidence. And with confidence, you start to have a lot more of a badass frontiers than ideal, where you're willing to kind of go out into the greater, darker mystery because, well, you know you're badass and that you'll handle it. This next ability, I I think people forget that they have, which sounds kind of weird, given that it's the ability to problem solve and analyze, but I think people forget about it, and I think that people actually sometimes get maybe a little intimidated by it, But, but we have the ability to problem solve, and we have a problem solving mechanism. And it's in us. And it's the reason our whole species has thrived. That we have the ability, potentially, above all other animals, to problem solve almost anything. And we should celebrate that, and we should definitely grow that ability. On behalf of the universe, (laughs) not that I'm allowed to speak on the behalf of the universe, but for some, for some of you, you may need to just unhook your mistakes of problem solving in the past to just unhook them. They're like fish hooks that are just buried into you and they're just, there's a long line on the hook, but eventually it yanks. You need to unhook that. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody thinks that they found the solution, and it turned out it was not the solution. If you bat it a thousand percent, 
Well, you'd be the Buddha. Everyone else that's not the Buddha makes mistakes. And they make mistakes even after they tried hard. And they make mistakes even after they thought hard. It's just what happens. But please, on behalf of all of humanity, let that mistake go. Let it go. You learn from it. That's how you get. That's how you take advantage of mistakes. You learn from them, but you don't like just unhook the hook. And let's recognize that the result of all your problem making ability may not be perfect, but that you have the ability to solve problems. And that maybe there's been a few that didn't work out, but you have that ability. Your brain has it. There's nothing you can do about it. It has the ability to problem solve. And what helps it problem solve is data. And the patience of mind to look at all the data. And so from this connection ability, we receive all this data from our ability to create action, the actions that we create they provide data. And that data, if we have the presence of mind to look at it, can set the course. And please, don't forget, if you can't find the confidence to problem solve within yourself, don't forget, you know, God, I'm just full of cliches today, but whatever. Two heads are better than one. Cooperation. You know, counseling. You know, that, that talking to someone that is outside of your head can help you see the data. You'll still be the one making, you'll still be the one pulling the lever. You're still going to be the one making the decisions. But when we talk to other people, when we, when we reach out, we have a chance to let their perspective shine a new light on our data. I mean, that's why, you know, when, you, when somebody says something that really moves you and you feel like they kind of said what was in your heart, it's, it's not because they wrote something there. They shined a light through what they said so that you saw your data differently. You saw your life differently. Or maybe you saw it the same way that they're describing. My greater point here is that if you cannot... If you are struggling to find your confidence, take a big breath in of science. Not even like some sort of far meditative practice, although that's, that's definitely helpful here. But You are walking around in a highly evolved 
vessel. That this vessel, through natural selection or God for some people, through science, through evolution, has delivered a pretty stellar mechanism at your control. One day, computers, they're kind of already doing it, but one day they'll completely be able to outthink the human, and, and that might be something scary. But for right now, there's no machine that can really keep up with the adaptability and flexibility of the human mind. You've got that mind. And maybe, you, you know, you, you, sometimes people lose confidence because they're not so book smart or they, they feel like they, uh, you know, they should have stayed in a more, you know, intellectually demanding setting. But you're still walking around with this computer that can problem solve. And it's an ability you have. And we need to grow that ability so that we trust it even more. You know, everything is kind of connected, and in the same way that action creates momentum and that momentum creates confidence, success breeds confidence. And as, as you have more successes with your problem solving, it will most certainly boost your confidence, just as having bad experiences lowers it. So whether it's doing a crossword every day... <laughs> Whether it's taking on some new challenge, like you want to get into archery or something like that. All these things, drawing, drawing is problem solving. I mean, art is problem solving. The problem is how do I get what's in my head out in front and as close to that image as possible. That's problem solving. Just like finding alternate ways to connect, to grow our ability to connect. Sometimes finding alternate ways to work the problem-solving ability is just what you need to grow it, develop it, and find your swagger with it. Appreciate you hanging with me here. This is. I think something that's important. Hopefully, you're getting some shit done. You're working out. You're running on the elliptical, whatever you're doing. Getting your yoga on. And I hope you're considering all these abilities because the next ability I want to talk about is my favorite. And that ability, and I think one that we forget quite often that we have, but it can be developed is the ability to imagine and reflect. To imagine and reflect. And what's so awesome and beautifully psychedelic about this ability is that it involves a type of disembodying. I mean, follow me here, but when you imagine, you're kind of detaching from the reality that you're in or the one that you've known. Or maybe you're working within that reality is like as far as the laws of the universe but you're still talking about 
seeing something that you've never actually physically seen. Like, or, or, or imagining a concept that you've never actually known. Same with when you reflect, like when you can reflect, and, and that's why I think it's so beautiful. That's why I think this is the same ability to imagine and reflect, because when you reflect, you detach in the same way from your current reality to reflect, to look back, you know, or maybe like, as I said before in the other example, maybe you're still within your reality, but you're accepting that that reality is different than that which you're reflecting on. So either way, there's this beautiful, joyous, like, separation from perhaps the actual experience or the actual setting. And it's beautiful. To me, dreams and psychedelic experiences are all you, the proof you need to know about the capacity of this ability to imagine. You know, let's, let's take dreams, for example. How is it possible that your dream and your, your subconscious can create environments that you've never been in? How is it possible that you can... I mean, I don't know if there's kids listening to this, but you can have sex with someone in a dream. You can feel their skin, their hair, and they'll be somebody you've never seen before. How does that happen? Well, it's an ability. You know, and I, I don't want to get all into the science. I'm not a science guy, and so to my science friends, forgive me here. But I like to imagine, wink, wink, that the same, the same ability, the same thing that's inspiring these dreams, it, maybe I don't know how to lucid dream, I can't control it in my dream, but it's the same sort of flow that is in my imagination. And of course, my what I can imagine consciously is, uh, is affected you know, by how, by the laws of the universe that I know. In my dreams, not so much. But either way, Either way, I have this ability to imagine, and it's a super great tool to have. I mean, with it, I can get out, I can imagine new solutions, it can aid my problem solving. With it, I can imagine new ways of connection. With it, I can imagine new ways of creating action. And then in the same way, all those other three abilities serve the imagination. Because, like, for instance, if I create action and put myself in some different place than I was five minutes ago, my imagination has a new world to respond to. It has a new environment. And so it is, it is stoked. It's fed by action and by connection.
you know, and here's the deal with here's the deal with reflection. This is the Future Hero Podcast. Thank you for listening. This is Kalia Sintilla. But here's the thing about reflection. So few people do it because they equate reflection with judgment. And they've already judged their actions, so they don't want to go back and look at it again. Especially if they judge themselves poorly. That they don't want to go back and look at it again. Or they associate uh, reflection with second-guessing. With, you know, somehow, like, letting go of a type of momentum of purpose and and forward thinking. But the idea with reflection is, and what makes it such a beautiful gift, is that we don't have to keep running into the same wall over and over again if we're willing to reflect we're willing to look at our story look your story is all those times you did create action and so we can look across the story of our collected actions and we can reflect on that you know or uh, for instance uh, another use of reflection is is for the purposes of gratitude you know I, i sometimes it's really good to reflect on where you were six months ago just that short of a window. Sometimes people forget. You just go, well, you know, I know things are rough right now, but where were you six months ago? And of course, I know that this doesn't apply if things went the other way. And it, of course, you could reflect and look back and realize that six months, six months ago, you were in a better place. But looking back in that reflection, that distance that I'm talking about from your current state will inform you. You'll see things. You'll be like, okay, I was better off six months ago. How can I get back there? And that reflection, that reading of your story is the single biggest piece of advice you could ever take. I've kind of been going off on some tangents and so we're getting close on our time we're actually past our time but the last ability I want to talk about is the ability to communicate and this is one that also I think gets uh, forgotten about and undervalued the, the ability to communicate is such a wonderful ability that we have and in almost all of the other abilities, communication feeds that ability. The ability to connect, the, the ability to solve problems, the ability to imagine, and the ability to create action. Because it's through communication that we either get support for our own action, or it's through communication that we build coordinated action. You know, the great mammoths would still be around here if, you know, people hadn't persons, beings, hadn't started talking to each other about how to take this on.
I mean, of course, I'm coming from an art background, so and art is communication. I mean, it, you know, everybody's got their philosophies. I've got mine, but art is communication. And I think when art gets selfish and weird is when they forget that. You know, I, I, I think even if you're just, com- you know, communicating to the viewer how great this red cube is, as long as you're aware that there's this communication there, I don't feel like the work is indulgent at all. And maybe it doesn't reach someone, but it'll reach one person if you're trying. And so as an artist, of course, actually, let me, I just have to encourage you to use the ability. In fact, that's one of the things that, in the same way that we look for ways to connect that maybe aren't so obvious, like if we're feeling stale in life, we look for new ways that maybe aren't so obvious. It's the same thing with the ability to communicate. You know, like sometimes, I know it doesn't make sense, but sometimes when you cannot talk to a loved one, you can still work on your ability to communicate by taking a drawing class or by drawing again or by doing a verbal morning journal. There are all these ways, like journaling is a great, journaling is communicating. That is communicating. Now, I realize you're, you know... You're not communicating with another person, but you are communicating with you, which definitely helps that ability to reflect, definitely helps the ability to problem solve, helps the ability, I mean, you know, I think at this point you can see the sort of interconnectivity of all these abilities. And if there's any point that I want to get across in this podcast today is to to realize that the universe is huge and that there are many ways to utilize all of these abilities. You know, and if you are an artist, if you're isolating and you're struggling with your art, maybe the answer is to connect with a fellow human being. Connect with some sort of community. You know, to, to, to maybe you're right that the connection between you and your art is a little stale, but rather than like just trashing the art form and giving up on the modality, broaden how you communicate. Because the artist is a person, you're a human being, your, your art is directly tied in to your experience as a human being it has to be it has to be and if you're unhealthy and angsty it's going to be hard for you to make the, the art that is the best that you could clearly clearly and so we have this ability to communicate and we need to use it it's like through communication we get the support that we need I you know I Sometimes I, when I'm making these podcasts, I think about like the sort of um, maybe the errors of my own past. And I think because I moved a lot as a kid, I sort of set myself up with this kind of loner identity. But I wasn't really a loner, and I don't really think that there is such a thing. I was just awkward and shy. But I liked the loner identity, and I just ran with it. But the truth is, is that every human being, we, we are, we're tribe-based people. Like, we, this is what, longer than, older than any religion, we were tribes. And it's what we know. And, and, and we are, in the same way that I was talking about how evolved our minds were for problem solving, we wouldn't be where we are without communication. And, and in fact, many, you know, behaviorists think that we are where we are so dominant in the sort of structure 
because of our ability to communicate. Because we have gone so far beyond just our sophisticated voice boxes that we can communicate our imaginings to people, we can communicate our analysis to people. Crazy. This is called a Scintilla. He's on SoundCloud. Um, rather than try to spell out his name, if you don't know it, he's super famous. But if you're not sure, uh, Claudia Scintilla, he also has a project called Mercada. As I wind this down, I just want to make sure that I've given service to communication because I feel like what is happening right now, right now, and I don't think this is uniquely an American or Canadian problem. I think this is everywhere, but we are losing our ability to communicate. We're losing our ability to communicate authentic and decent looking art. (laughs) We are losing our ability to communicate difficult concepts. We're losing our ability to disagree in the communication. And, and, and if there was ever a time that we... And not even... Like, I, keep, I can't stress this enough. I'm not talking even about the outcomes. I'm talking about just the ability. So I'm not even questioning the type of communications that we could have, although I'm optimistic about those. I'm just saying that our ability to communicate is struggling. Like, I watch people, good-hearted people, and they get on social media, and they come off like the biggest asshole. Because their ability to communicate hasn't been grown. It's been neglected. Or it's being influenced by fears instead of confidence. So please, I can finally let this go but I ask everyone if you're listening to this still to think about your ability to communicate because it makes your life easier to say how you're feeling without threatening someone without trying to dictate to someone your ability to communicate your hurt your joy, the shit you're going through, the bliss you're feeling, all of that grows this world and grows all these other abilities that I've just spent the last 45 minutes talking about. Thank you for hearing me out on that. This is part of my communication. Thank you for listening. This is the Future Hero Podcast. My name is Baxter. I appreciate it. 
If you enjoyed this podcast or any of the podcasts, you could help me out like all podcasts and share it. Comment. Suggest musicians to me. Rate it on iTunes. Any of those things. It, it helps me uh, connect and feel like, like this is all worth it. I really appreciate the support. Thank you. Have a great week.